Um, and I'm talking about weirdos of faith. I didn't title this slide. Um, thank you, Tim. It was a really lovely um, dropping me in it there. But we are talking about weirdos tonight. Um, and uh, I've got a reading for us, which is an excellent way to start a talk. So, um, so let's, let's read from Hebrews 11, verses 32 to 40. Just give you a chance to catch up. Hebrews 11, 32 to 40. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so, they, so that they may gain uh, an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Amen. So I think we're going to start off tonight by looking at what a weirdo is, because um, it's a word that actually I struggled to, to come to terms with as exactly what it is. So um, because I've got the clicker somewhere in my pocket. Um, so these are some of the definitions. A person who is considered strange to other people. This person may do strange things. So this person could be considered a weirdo. That one came from uh, Urban Dictionary, that one. Um, a person whose dress or behaviour seems strange. A non-conformist. Someone who's different from everybody else. Or, uh, as the actual dictionary defines, um, uh, someone suggesting something supernatural or unearthly. So, um, some very odd things there. Um, and, yeah, uh, anyone can be a weirdo. And we are talking about some weirdos tonight. Uh, a bunch of nobodies who God chose to change the world. That is what this verse is about to me, or these verses. The Bible has loads of examples of people um, who are selected by God to do all sorts of things, truly great things, uh, but not one of them were ready to do it on their own. Not one of them could do it in their own power. Not that one of them were ready, but change the world they did. Changing the world is an interesting concept. What does changing the world mean to you? If I was to say changing the world, speak to your neighbour for one minute. Who, who do you instantly think of about? Who changed the world? Anyone got any good answers for me? Jesus. Jesus, thank you very much. <laughs> it's, well, it's always the answer, but has anyone got any others? James. Alexander Fleming. Alexander Fleming. Mother Teresa, 
Edward Jenner. Edward. more life than anybody else. Edward Jenner. Edward Jenner, and, and he did. He invented the vaccine. He invented the vaccine. Found it, actually. Founded the vaccine. Or the vaccine for COVID? The vaccine? No. Just in general. For smallpox. For smallpox, sorry. Showing my naivety. Anyone else did something that I know about? Bill Gates? Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell, thank you. Um, ironically, none of the ones I came up with. Gandhi? Politicians. Certainly change, well, sometimes they change the world, sometimes they don't do very much. Uh, Martin Luther King, Churchill, Hitler, people that change the world. But we're talking about heroes tonight, heroes of their moment, uh, of their story. Uh, and these people uh, in Hebrews talk, uh, who are talked about by their name uh, are individuals that went on to change the world, but they were also heroes. The names that he now lists are not always familiar. So the, the, the author. Some are equally famous. Gideon, for example. But some were well less known, like Barak or Jephthah, which I have tr- trouble pronouncing. Um, and then there are others who are merely described by what they did rather than who they are. This does not in any way suggest that their faith was any less extraordinary. In fact, now we hear some of the truly extraordinary deeds. Gideon, a man who led an army of 32,000 into battle, But with God's challenges, only 300 remained faithful to him and ready to fight. Barak could lead an army into battle, but placed his faith in a human instead of God. Samson, the legendary Israelite warrior, uh, who was renowned for his strength, uh, had his own temptations away from God and gave in to those. And let's not get started on David, who did such incredible things, the giant killer and the problems that he faced but still looked at as heroes, but also looked at as weirdos tonight. Um, I'm not sure about the title, weirdos. I mean, they aren't everyday run-of-the-mill people uh, that we'd bump into now. Verse 38 says, the world was not worthy of them. And verse 39 says that these were all commended for their faith. God planned something better for us. So not only uh, only together with us would they be made perfect. So heroes that we're talking about tonight, weirdos and heroes. Heroes is another interesting word. I thought I'd get some definitions, but actually, more interestingly, I thought I'd get some quotes about heroes. And can you name who they're by? A hero, never in the field of human conflict, was so much owed by so many to so few. Who can name that one? Churchill. Was it Churchill? Yes, it was. When you feel like hope is gone, look inside you and be strong, and you'll finally see the truth. There's not much punctuation, and that a hero lies in you. Mariah Carey, it is indeed. I'd Googled that one, but someone knew it. A hero can be anyone, even a man, doing something as simple as reassuring. Uh, and assuring uh, as putting a coat around the little boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hadn't ended. Does anyone like my favourite film? Is it Batman? It is Batman. Excellent. Thank you so much. We need to hang out more. (laughs) Super. Um, So we're talking about heroes, but back to the the passage in uh, verse 34. They quenched the fury of uh, of the flames, rooted armies, women received back their dead, raised to life again. 
But the story does not always turn out comfortable and easy in this life. And the hero's story never ends out to be quite as easy as you expected. Some were put to death by stoning. Some were sawn in two. How many prices did these heroes or weirdos pay for their victories? That's what I've been thinking about this week. Death, personal dreams and desires. Would we be willing to accept these terms and to follow what God wants and be ended, end up sawn in two? And it's very easy to read these stories and think, oh, he was badly. It's very difficult to say, isn't it? That that's what I would do. I would go that far to be sawn in two. Not to be said lightly. The example that we are given here uh, to take forward, I think, is the same for us today as it was for the people it was originally written for. For us, me and you, to follow God courageously, wholeheartedly, and actively seeking his will. And it will cost you to do this, to do it properly, to do it with, with all your fibre. It will cost you. And it will cost you some of your desires, some things that you want to do, some of your time, some of your personal dreams you might put on hold or stop completely, and hopefully not your life. Where you spend your money, where you spend your time, once you accept Christ as your saviour, these things that we have to start seeing as no longer ours, but God's. His time, his money, and how he wants you to spend. I've got three lines from a song that has just kept going around my head this week, and I thought I'd fit it into what I've done this evening. And then we're going to listen to it at the end as we think about ourselves and where we fit into this story. Are we a weirdo? Are we a hero? I don't know about you, I have low self-esteem and low confidence and I've always been like that and I've I've found myself in counselling recently and and really coming to terms with who I am and that I'm quite pleased to say that. Um, And the science and statistics that I've been reading this week say there's more and more and more people that are growing up today that feel exactly the same Um, and it's a real shame but there are a lot of people out there like me the statistics proving it every year. Um, and to feel chosen by God is something that I've always found very difficult because I don't feel worthy. And I'm sure you can all agree with that one. But truly coming to uh, accepting God's grace in my life has been the one hurdle that I've always struggled to get over. But I think it's the one most important one that not one of us is good enough. We're not good enough on our own. But we have to accept God's grace, otherwise we can't do it on our own. I spend too much time on the computer, I spend too long on my phone, and I know th- I do things on purpose to annoy my wife. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. But God chose me, and like the names at the beginning, I was not ready to fulfil what God has planned for me on my own. But he is. He is more powerful and more everything than you can imagine. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With all the not... uh, Sorry, I've missed the slide. This was the first slide. And this is the second slide. With all the other not quites, you too are a weirdo. Unfortunately. Um, You two are uh, what we're lovingly describing tonight as a weirdo. 
Um, I'm sure some of you will struggle with your phones, with annoying your partners or your friends. We're all in the same boat. Um, and until you get to know someone, you, you might think, oh, they're, they're all right, they're not, a no they're not a weirdo. But when you start marrying someone, you realise uh, just how weird we all are. It's excellent. Uh, in fact, we're all in the same church. We're all in the same boat. And whilst we might all be the same, we are all different. Uh, we have people running kids groups, people running computer classes. We have people on the leadership team, people putting out the chairs, people in the choirs, worship team, running classes on how to sleep better. We have David Colpus that does all of those. <laughs> and we're very grateful. Uh, we have people who have gifts in this and that around the place because God has made it that way. Because I'm just a nobody. And as you can tell earlier, with my lack of confidence, this is the one that makes me feel like I, I belong. If we are calling ourselves lovely names tonight, we're weirdos and now we're nobodies. Um, we are, or can be, just like those people in Hebrews 11. What they gave God was their trust and their time. Their effort. They gave up some of the things that they wanted to do for themselves to follow what he wanted for them. But my question to come uh, towards the finish, uh, before we listen to the song, is what is God asking of you whilst you're here? And what are you going to follow? Are you going to put your name on the list of people who have gone out in his name? Are you ready to pay that price? Because it's a big price and you have, to be, you have to know what you're signing up for. Are you willing to give something up to put something in? I know I'm in the right place here. I've been here for just over six months now and I've seen some incredible things and I'm so pleased to be um, working for this church. Um, every other day I find out about the food hub or the counselling programmes or the home groups, Toys for Joy, which just hearing that this morning, you, you guys have, have done such an incredible job of, of giving to. My question for you this evening is, is why are you here? What's God chosen you to be here for? Because you're here for a reason. How is he going to use you? And are you ready to accept the call to be another nobody or another weirdo? Let's just watch this video that hopefully is queuing up at the back um, and spend some time considering those questions. I'm going to repeat them. Why are you here? And what does God want from you? Why has he called you here? And most importantly, are you ready to accept his call to go? Just think about those answers for a minute. Why is Theo here? Quite clearly for his technological skills. We'll give him a couple of minutes. Um, if you want to just take a moment just to, to spend some time quietly just reflecting on why does God want you here and why did he call you here in the first place? For some of you, it might be really easy. You might work here or you might um, have grown up here. But there's a reason why you're still here. What is it that God wants from you whilst you're here? What does he want to teach you? What does he want to encourage you in?